Hello everyone and welcome back to the ninth episode of the Anfield Road podcast. I'm joined today by Aaron, Vasilis and Connor as usual. Yo. Hello. Once again, Hello. highly energetic Hello. from everyone. Now, um, today uh, we're going Yo, to... Yo, what's good? <laughs> Hello! <laughs> what's the story? Um, as always, Connor. You could have made that a bit... A bit better. Oh. Come on. It is uh, 24 yeah, to the night, so I mean... Oh, whatever. <laughs> so, there yeah. wasn't any football uh, from Liverpool last oh. week, so this week we're going to be bringing you something a little bit different. We're going to be bringing you a roundup of the national break and the highs and lows of it, mainly lows, a preview for the Leicester game, and then the main debate topic for today's episode is... Is Mo Salah a Liverpool legend or is he just another player on our way to better things? Now, we're going to start with the international break roundup. Now, as most Liverpool fans know by now, it's been a massive injury crisis, hasn't it? Unfortunately. Yeah, it's too bad. Premier League is very important and we need our players. Top quality quality analysis from Vasilis there. We need our players if we want. <laughs> well, well done. That's, that's fucking brilliant. Um, no, um, so it started off uh, in the first week with Henderson and Gomez. Now, Gomez, is it an injury to do with his knee again? Oh, uh, yeah. So I, I know he was, uh, it wasn't actually doing any actual activity was it it was on the training pitch he was going out and he's just collapsed there and then and yeah it's his knee tendon again uh henderson was actually bought in game now it's no way near as bad as gomez is it's just he's played 45 minutes versus belgium and he's gone off with a is it i read past i don't know if that was true or not oh, i, I think, think that's correct a... I think it was Ring's thing because well, badly he got bumped by fucking Hazard. And <laughs> look, I am gonna refuse to watch another England game until Southgate's on because I it's they're so football? bad. Who watches England anyway? Who watches international quarter? football? Like Me. international football up in no. Germany? Yeah, you lost six <laughs> nil. No, we never. That's actually a lie. You've been tricked by the <laughs> government to believe that. Well, <laughs> believe in propaganda once again. <laughs> Stupid lefty. <laughs> and if you take a bad no. watch in England, oh, no. watch Ireland I, I for your life. How do you do that? When when did Ireland last win a game? Yeah, that's uh, all we need to know. That's all we need. Yeah. <laughs> can't even remember. The no, November 2019 against New Zealand in a friendly, and before that it was. Um, I think it was George. Shane Gattel, well, nah. right captain. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Shane Duffy, what a man! No. Shane Duffy's better than Borussia fan. But you say that he's going to score every single game, and he never does. Yeah, scored the night, but yeah. Anyway, no, moving um, on. So no, we obviously have Henderson and Gomez now out with injury. So it just already makes everything worse after, obviously, Thiago. He's coming close to being back now. Fabinho should be back, but we've got 
Van Dyke's still out. We've got Trent still out. Robertson got a knock, but he should be fine again. We're just in a bit of an injury crisis, if we're honest. And to top it off uh, on the lows, Salah tested positive for the coronavirus. Yeah, she shouldn't have gone. Well, she went to that wedding and, yeah, just very unfortunate. Now, in normal life, there's nothing wrong with what he's doing. Like, he's gone to a wedding, but it's really stupid knowing that he's such... He's a mega footballer now. He's mega famous. No matter where he goes, he's going to get pictured. And, like, even if it's close family... They're going to have photos with him. People, the media will find out in seconds. So the fact he's actually gone, I think it's just really. I don't know the word. It's like it's just a bit immature, and it's not really focusing on his career or the team that he's actually having to go back to. He's put everyone at risk, and I don't know. It was a stupid move from him. Yeah. Yeah. Something. He um, shouldn't have went to Jasmine, not during a pandemic and not before he got on international duty. So it was stupid, but he's learned his lesson. Now, Aaron, anything to say or are you just going to be silent? Um, what Was the wedding in England or was it in... I think it was in Egypt. Yeah, I think it was. I don't, know, it was the, I don't know the rules in Egypt, so for all I know. Egypt allows weddings, so really, if it does, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it, but you've also got to understand that if, like, in the instance that it actually has turned out, if someone had it at that wedding, he's risking everyone in our team. Like, like one little thing could fuck up the next two, three weeks of our season, which is crucial coming into the Christmas period. That's why he got tested and didn't get flown back. Oh, well, he did get flown back, but he didn't join up with the team. And now we're missing one of our star players for part of the Christmas period. Like, no matter what way we put it, he's being paid enough to just follow some rules. Like, well, do, you, I think, do, you think, do you think he's gone out to Egypt and Liverpool have said, you know what, yeah, just go out to your wedding, that's perfectly fine. They're going to be trying to protect the players at all costs. Yeah, obviously, I I think family comes before football, and say something happens in someone's family, you wouldn't say, "Oh, you can't miss this game because you're getting paid too much to miss it." No, I I understand that, and I think most fans understand that. Going to the wedding, I don't think people should bash him, but I do think it's a slightly in situations that now he should be a bit more care. It because there was even photos of him on the dance floor. He had a mask, but it's on his chin now. Walking in with a mask on and Realistic- then taking it off. Realistically, don't know one wants to be getting down and then you just got a mask on your face. <laughs> He's just chilling. <laughs> but, you know, either way, mm-hmm. yeah, it's happened now, isn't it? And he's tested positive, so that means he's missing. He left, but he should be back. League, if I'm right, is that depends on whether he tests positive or not. Which hopefully he should be all right. So anyway, they are the injury issues we faced in the uh, international break. Uh, before we move on, oh, um, yeah? I have a guy that um, 
posts the starting lineups way earlier than uh, they are announced, and he's got. Oh yeah, and and you haven't shared that to everyone. So nice one. Did not oh, make us look like knobs on our predictions. He just posted. I I I discovered him like one week ago, and he just posted the uh, tomorrow's. It's it's not that accurate. I but well, it's not like it's, why are you bringing up that? I don't think it's accurate. <laughs> we hope it is, but he's got Fabinho and no. so that's a big shout. Yeah, I hope so. But has this guy got fifty followers and like he's following six thousand? <laughs> he's got two hundred followers. Oh, and, <laughs> and he's. Fo- Oh, but right, what you didn't see is he's getting mm-hmm. followed by the official Liverpool account. <laughs> nah, I don't think he gets blocked by the Liverpool account for hacking the systems. <laughs> nah, he's not. <laughs> Do you know the way Klopp said he's got an Instagram? <laughs> he's not, but. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. as said, going on to the uh, better things from the international break now. Yeah, we've got a few injuries, but Wijnaldum, he's hit top form for the Netherlands. Now, I read... Yeah, he always... I think he, always I does. he scored 15 goals in 21 games now for them. Uh, well, 13 I, I read it in 20, then. I think. Oh, I've, I've just butchered the stat. But anyway, um, he scored twice against Bosnia in a 3-1 win. <laughs> and then he scored the winner against Poland which really irritated my stepdad because of that bottled his bet. So, cheers for that, Genie. You lost us out on £100. But, <laughs> no, he, he's at top form and he hasn't really been showing that in... Uh, <laughs> he hasn't really been showing that too much at Liverpool this season. It's safe. But hopefully that means him to his best form. Well, the thing is, he always performs for uh, Holland, but never seems to pick, uh, pick really his form up when he returns. Role. Like, the role that we give to Thiago or that's when he's on the pitch. No, Genie seems to be uh, really enjoying the attacking role at uh, Netherlands. Now, he doesn't really... We're really trying to maybe Thiago or Naby Keita into that role when they're in, uh, in the team. Uh, but... No, now he, I don't know how to explain it for Liverpool, but he's not in the attacking role that he does uh, for Netherlands. And he does it so well for Netherlands. So why aren't we actually playing him slightly further forward? Because he's showing that he has got the clinical nature to get goals in the games when Netherlands need him. Well, <laughs> let me DM Get goals, it's just not needed in the, in the system that we play. But I'm sure if we ever did change systems on need the midfielder to go and get goals, I think Wijnaldum would relish the opportunity and probably be played there. Well, from our past few seasons, but from our past few think, seasons, yeah, then coming on, into on. this season, now obviously the fans may play a slight part not being there, but we're not showing the clinical nature we had. We're not scoring the goals. We're not winning games easily. We're scraping through against your West Ham's and your Sheffields. Like, against Leeds, we're not putting the teams away easily. We're not beating them like we were last season. Now, 
scoring two penalties and a 4-3 win. It's just we're needing a little bit more uh, clinical nature. And as I said, West Ham, Sheffield. So surely if the system isn't working as well as it was, we need something new. And could Genie in a more attacking role try to fix that slightly? Well, bringing a midfielder out of a, a solid midfield that prevents us from conceding a crap ton of goals is not really the greatest idea while we have our two first three centre-backs out. In that case, who replaces no, we'll replace Genie in the midfield position? Genie stays in the midfield position, just slightly higher. And obviously Fabinho could be in centre-back right now. But even... Well, Henderson, he can play as much as what Aaron hates the thought of it. A more defensive role for Henderson. Henderson, he could play, but he can't. But he could. But he can't. Right, so who else goes in a defensive role? If we're not talking Henderson in the field. Yeah, and then what happens in the back line? Uh, Nassau and Matt Matt Phillips. Yeah. Why not? Matt has been yeah. good. And Nassau's had one, one performance where he was ridiculously good. Yeah, but will he be able to keep up to that standard? Now, who's... Oh, I thought he'll find out in the next few weeks. <laughs> he used to say that he can't, but no. You, you, you just then. See, that's We're just... A, that's just... Um, <laughs> I think all fans are going to think that, other than Aaron, because he likes to be different. But everyone's going to be thinking slightly, leaning towards the first-team players, as in... If you go onto most comment sections, put Fabinho in centre back for this game. They're not putting a natural centre back in Nat Phillips at centre back, only because they're going for the more experienced, better known players. Now, yeah, but are these the same people that were saying we should sign Milan Skriniar? Yeah, but he he would not fit the system. He exactly. would not fit the system whatsoever. Yeah. That, we have that, that we have pacey centre backs and we have ball playing centre backs. They long ball straight away. Skriniar is just a big, he's just a big bully of a centre back. Really, he just likes to. I don't know. He's strong, but he's too slow, and he'll just play the simple pass. He's just not what we're looking for at all. But no, as I was saying, I don't know about Nat Phillips uh, coming in, but. No, definitely, if we're going back onto the midfield, I think it's worth a go putting Genie into a more attacking role because he is he is really doing well for Netherlands in that role. Well, for that to happen, we have to wait and have our, all of our players back so we have the squad depth to yeah. now, change it a bit. It was, it was nice to see him uh, dedicate the celebration to Verge as well. The little... Rest in peace, <laughs> he said he will be doing that until he <laughs> plays again. I think. Until we're going. <laughs> Do you know how much Liverpool fans are going to get the second coming until Van Dyke comes back? Because we are acting like the guys died. That's why I'm joining them in. You can't really take the piss out of us if we're joining them in. <laughs> now, um, Firmino, he's been out of form, but. He's gone back to He's gone back to Brazil and he scored another goal. So that is three games and three goals for Brazil. Now he scored twice in the last international break, and then this international break he's gone in and although it was only a tap in, he scored the winner in a one 0 win against Paraguay. 
could it be him back to his form or do you think it's just he's going to take time? I hope, well, yeah, it will take some time. But I hope it's very quick and we we need him back. We need the 27-18. Unless he scores like 20 plus goals in a season, no one's ever going to think that he's back on form. Despite what he does off the ball, he's not going to be seen as on form unless he scores 20 plus goals in a season. I I don't agree, but um, if he scores some goals, no, he will I, have I more confidence. I do agree with what he said because we're not just talking about Liverpool fans here. You you've seen all of all of social media. Everyone says laughs at Firmino. It's like I've seen the amount of polls I've seen saying that eighty percent of people would prefer Dominic Calvert Lewin over Firmino just because Calvert Lewin scored a few goals this season. It's it's honestly mind blowing. People aren't going to think Firmino's back unless he's had a, another big breakthrough season where he scored twenty plus goals. Because all people actually uh, care about is the numbers that he's putting down, not anything else he does off the ball. It's just numbers. Well, to to also counter your point for Phyllis, I think you just need to look at the City game to be honest. Because against City, Firmino was absolutely amazing. It's one of the best performances I've seen from him in a long time. He stopped City from playing where they wanted to play. He kept winning the ball back, yet no one talked about it because he didn't score. I I agree with you, but yeah, I agree with the thing you said about him scoring 20 goals as well. Most of the fans are expecting that from him, but we shouldn't. It's more important what he does off the ball to create chances for uh, our other players than scoring and not doing that. Now, anyway, continuing with the uh, goal-scoring form, Keita, he's come back from injury and he he hasn't played a minute for Liverpool since his injury, has he? No, I don't think so. I I don't remember him playing, but no. And he's gone out and he scored for Guinea. And it was actually quite a good... It was a solo goal. He's uh, gone on a little run outside of the box. It's a beautiful finish. And uh, it was only in a 1-1 draw, but he did get their only goal. Now, is it a statement for Klopp to show that he's come back from his injury now and he he could be pushing for first team again? He didn't play in a position, though. He, I think he played up front. Why? What? Yeah. Wait, why? I'll tell you why. Tell me another player from the nation. Yeah, that's why then. Um, But no, I don't know why they played him out of position, but then I do because Guinea is just a bit of a shit nation. All right, and to finish the international roundup, Andy Robertson, he's captain Scotland to their first major tournament in 22 years. It was only on a penalties win uh, over Serbia, but fair play to him. Now, 22 years, and they've had absolutely nothing because Scotland is shit at football. But Robertson's changing that, so yeah, fair enough for Scotland. Um, Has anyone got Anything to say on that? Because there's not really much to say about um. We can only congratulate yeah, them. Now they've them. got to go to the Euros and embarrass themselves. 
I didn't watch the game though, but I think if Scotland lost on penalties, I think Robertson would have been exiled. I wish I understood your like advanced vocabulary. He would have been kicked out of Scotland because I heard that he missed a sitter. Not a clue, because again, I did not watch the game. Why would any of us watch Scotland? Why would any of us watch international football? Like? Yeah, it's fun to watch international football when you're getting absolutely destroyed 6-0 by Spain. So, moving on from the international roundup then, uh, tomorrow, well, it'll be today uh, as we upload it, Liverpool are facing Leicester at Anfield. Now, it is going to be a tough game seeing all the injuries we have and going into the game, Leicester are joint top of the league. Now, in the last four games, we've won three and drawn one. How do you think it's going to go tomorrow? Uh, Connor, do you want to start saying that you haven't spoken for the last like 20 minutes? <laughs> yeah, um, it will be tough tomorrow, obviously, but it's at Anfield. So uh, I think we will win, but it won't be an easy win. Uh, we won't lose anyway, put it that way. We'll draw a win, but it will, it will be tough. And, you know, Leicester are fine form themselves, especially with the injuries we have. And they might try and take advantage of us, but I don't think they will. We, we won't lose anyway. We'll draw a win, I think. I think, obviously, I think we will win. But uh, a 1-0 win, I think, should do it. Obviously, Leicester are very dangerous, but I think we can keep uh, keep them away from scoring. And one player that is very dangerous right now is Yuri Tillemans. He's playing very well for, he, for Belgium. He's a very good playmaker, isn't he? He's the one that gives the pass through to Vardy and makes... He doesn't get the headlines as much, but he is a top-class player. I think he's the most unlikely yeah. playmaker in the league. He just looks like a holding midfielder. He does, yeah. Uh, Aaron, how do you think it'll go? Uh, well, I, I never want to back a Liverpool loss, but... I don't know, I think I could see it going literally any way tomorrow. I think we could dominate, they could dominate, or it could be a very close game. Now, the last time we faced them, it was the memorable 4-0 win at the King Power Stadium. And really, it was the game that we all started to believe that this year would be our year. Now, it's kind of the same question, but I don't know. Do you think it'll go anywhere like it was last uh, last year? No. No. <laughs> oh. Look, that's a straight up answer from everyone. All right, so with our weakened team, uh, how do you think we're actually going to cope against the Leicester attack, especially Vardy? Because in his last 11 games against Liverpool, he scored seven times against us. And every single time we play Leicester, other than the last time, maybe, he seemed to be like a massive threat to us. So. Without Virgil, without Trent, without Gomez, how do you think that's going to go? I think he, it would be a quiet game for him. I I don't know why I just have this feeling that Leicester won't perform that well and that we will get the win. Um, There's two things that could happen. He's either going to have an absolute 
terrible game or he's just going to score a hat-trick. That's one or the other is going to happen. You look at that Liverpool defence. If it wasn't a week before it opened, Van Dijk, it's just gotten 10 times worse now. So he's either going to do nothing or he's going to score a hat-trick. One or the other. And it doesn't help us that uh, not only Jamie Vardy is in form, but the whole team's in form. They were top of the league. I think they're now second or third on goal difference. And they're coming into the game on a free win streak against Wolves, Leeds and Arsenal, who are all hard sides to beat. So it's not like they're coming up against easy opposition and beating them. They're actually playing some of the better teams and proving their worth. So it is going to be a hard game for us. And it's a real test for the Anfield record. I think the, the way Leicester play as well, the exploit space very, very well. And... As Vissa said before with Jordi Tillmans, he's a he's a very good play creator. And unfortunately for us, if James Madison's back we've got to play against him and there's also the possibility of playing Harvey Barnes, who I don't think is too big of a threat. But he also he also seems to get an assist every five minutes, so on his day he he's very good. He he can definitely be a threat. Now, Vardy and Harvey Barnes are forming this uh, good partnership as well. I've seen that they are getting a lot of goals and assists uh, linking up very well. So, as as we've mentioned, I lost this episode and we're going to use it as an excuse just in case we do lose. The weakened defence could actually struggle against those that pairing. Telemans feeding them in, Harvey Barnes and uh, Vardy on the attack. I have a feeling that that is going to be our main place where Klopp's going to have to look to uh, stopping them getting through because if they're through, I I, I can't even imagine the scoreline. We're heading for a nasty Villa game if that happens, to be honest. Um, I don't know. I just hope whoever's playing defence is under game. If not, it could be a very, very, very. I mean, very in the Aston Villa minutes. game, we made Ross Barkley look like Prime Lionel Messi, so we could make Harvey Barnes look like Ronaldo if we play like that. I don't think we will ever play like that. You're very confident, aren't you, Vasil? That was a great analysis. Very in depth. Yeah. I'm very, uh, I'm very yeah. worried about how confident like, he's doing. Very in depth. Uh, uh, what do you just say? Very in depth. What, we will not play like that. What <laughs> fucking get it on space force. <laughs> to be fair, I think he'll do a better job than Jamie Carragher. And Jamie Redknapp more. I love Jamie Redknapp. Fucking great, great man. I love Jamie Redknapp. Yeah. I hate. Are we Zunes. thinking about Roy Keane then? Hate my oh. passion. He's good. He's good for the arguments, but he's just <laughs> very biased. He's a weapon. <laughs> yeah. See, Ireland are divided. The, the the Irish Man United fans love him, and everyone else just hates him. It, it's simple as that. So what you're saying is you you would prefer Niall Horan and Sky Sports. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> He, didn't, he, didn't want he sits down and does an in-depth analysis on West Ham versus West Brom. Yeah, um, I don't. Uh, I don't think Niall Horn walked out in his country in the World Cup. So yeah, for him. Anyway, um, so just to finish off the uh, Leicester preview, uh, just want 
a hard one, but the score predictions for the game. As I said before, a one nil win should do it. Two all. I don't, I don't know. I don't see it being one nil anyway. Jesus. Um, gonna go. There's gonna be three goals for us today. Gonna be three. Three two. You just three laughed about this like being too confident, and then just said we're going to score three goals against top of the league. When yeah, we're gonna see. We're gonna see. <laughs> I, I was as well. I would go a 2-1 Liverpool win. Now, on to the main uh, topic uh, of the episode. Before we move on to that, I've got a fun fact. Uh, What's your fun fact, Les? Do you know Emulon Hughes? Yeah. Former Liverpool player, former defender, midfielder. Yeah. Yeah. He made 665 appearances in all comps. How many of them were substitute appearances? Jesus Christ. Yeah, is this a trivia question? You could have saved this for our uh, episode that no one knows. Uh, I expect an episode. I'm going to guess. He made 665 appearances in all competitions. How many of them were subs? 476. Um. I have a feeling that like, we've two. all gone high, but it's going to be like one or two. Vasilis, oh. have you got an answer? Yeah. Oh, zero. Left. No substitute appearances in 665 games. Going on from Aaron's amazing trivia question that he's definitely had planned for the last like six hours. Um, the main uh, debate topic for this episode is, is Mo Salah a Liverpool legend or is he just another player on our way to better things? Now, what are you guys thinking? Is he a Liverpool legend as of yet? Um, well, I'll spoil my final verdict. Um, no, not yet. No, not yet. But I tell you what, if he stays another... Next year, two years and scores an odd 40, 50, even 60 goals. Oh, yeah, he's a Liverpool legend. Then it's like it'd be hard to call him a Liverpool legend after three years at the club. Give another two or three and keep that goal scoring record, and he's easy on the best because I think he's only one off breaking Gerrard's Champions League goal scoring record. So give another two years, and I'd say we can call him a legend. Now, it's incredible to see what he's actually won since he's been at Liverpool. So, I've just written down a few stats just to try and help you guys out to see if you actually think he is a legend or not. So, for Liverpool, he's had 165 games, scored 104 goals and and got 42 assists. So, 146 goal contributions in 165 games. His most notable season was the... uh, first season that he had, Mr. One Season Wonder, the 17-18 season, where he scored 32 goals and got 10 assists in 36 games. Um, Since he joined, he's got two African Footballers of the Year awards, the PFA Player of the Year award, the Football Writers Player of the Year, the Premier League Player of the Year, 
the Golden Boot twice and obviously all the trophies that we've won as a team, Champions League, Super Cup, Club World Cup and the Premier League we've been wanting. Do we need any more evidence to show how good he's been for us? But I don't know if he's at the legend status yet because when we say legends, we think Steven Gerrard, we think Kenny Dalglish, we think all of these big players, Ian Rush, are we really ready to put Mohamed Salah in that bracket? Yeah. I'll after tell you why. So, legends are remembered based off the contributions to a team in which Salah's been instrumental into our two major trophy wins in the last two years. And talk about the Champions League and Premier League. Without Salah, we could have never won either of them two. But we do have Salah and we did win them too, with him being the focal point of both of them. So, how can he not be remembered as a legend? I think he's well on his way to being a legend. Uh, no word of a lie. Like, he's, he's brilliant. But I just don't think, having three years of your career at Liverpool, I don't think three years is enough to write you down in history as a legend. Like, we're talking... Kenny Dalglish worked his arse off like for years and then he came back as a manager and we now see him in the legend status. Gerard, he was that was since nineteen ninety eight till I wanna say two thousand and fifteen. And yeah, so seventeen years with us, plus yeah. all the youth academy that he went through. I I would put Swart uh, oh, sorry, I'd put Salah on the same like type of area as Suarez. He's a brilliant player and he's bringing us a lot but is he is he really at the legend status right now? I don't think so. Right now, if if you were to have kids, no, you heard that. Right now, if this team just completely folds, no, like, no more of the players that have gone in the current squad, the three players that you're going to tell your kids about in the future are Salah, Van Dijk and probably Mane. So surely that puts Fabinho. <laughs> nah, they'd be number four. So surely that puts him in a legendary bracket. So in that case, are you saying that Mane and Van Dijk are already Liverpool legends? Oh, like that. Van Van Dijk's got to be up there, and I think Mane is somewhat up there. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I'm a little bit more, I don't want to give it out to just anybody that performs well for us. It needs to be like earned, as in, I think, if anything, Henderson's earning his way up that ladder more than Mane and Van Dijk. I don't know if he is more than Salah, but I think Henderson's the next uh, best for the Liverpool legend status because he's the first captain to win us the Premier League since, obviously, it's rebranding. So... He's brought to us what players like Gerard couldn't. Now, by no means am I comparing the two of them, but he's been able to captain us to a Premier League and Gerard wasn't. So, if Gerard's a legend for his Champions League and his loyalty, we're forgetting that Henderson's been at Liverpool since 2011. He's been loyal to us. He's stuck with us through the yeah. fucking Hodgson era. Who Who wants to be at Liverpool in that time? And... He was also yeah, he's built he's built from the year. bottom and bought his way up. So I feel like if anyone, this debate should be is Henderson a Liverpool legend? 
because I think he deserves it more than Salah does just for his singular performances. Well, mm-hmm. you can't build um, a legend based off the team trophies that they win. I'm not saying that Henderson isn't a legend because among the legends from the current squad, I'd say Van Dijk. Van Dijk's arguable. We'll probably put him up there because he's the best defender we've had in a long time. I'd probably say Henderson and Salah and Mane, maybe Mane, and definitely Origi. But surely then the episode title is Are any of the current Liverpool squad players legends? Yeah. Like, if you were to go from 1 to how many, 1 to 11, if you're starting 11, how many of them are actually legends? I'd say, like, we're talking legends. You're talking about, I don't know, whatever you want, really. The only ones that come close are Van Dijk, Salah, Mane, and then four of the 11 players in all the legends. I mean, well, you. And then four of the players in the current Liverpool squad who are legends are possibly working their way and very close. Van Dijk, Mane, Salah, and Henderson, the only four right now. I'd have to, uh, to be fair, I would agree with that. I think. Maybe Trent's oh, tra- on his way, but I, I, I don't know. But I'm kind of scared that at some point he would make the mistake that Gerard nearly made and he would think, I've won everything at Liverpool, let's try a new venture. And he would like, fuck off to a team like Real Madrid or Chelsea. I'm I'm actually slightly scared that he might do that when he's like 26, 27. That's so unscout of you to say that. If you... (laughs) (laughs) Growing up, growing up in in Scousland and knowing (laughs) about the culture behind Liverpool players playing for Liverpool, I think you'll see that Scouse players don't leave. Why did Gerard nearly do that then? Did he end up doing it though? Yeah, but he was tempted. It was the agent that stopped him. Well, it was his dad. Well, whatever. Well done. His dad did it then. But, again, (laughs) he was was wanting to. So, if he... If it's that... What... I don't know how you mean how to word it, but if it's that he's a scouse lad and he's built his way up to Liverpool, he would never leave. Why did it have to have his dad's input for him not to leave? Well, because I think I think the reason that Gerard gave in the interview was at the time Liverpool weren't exactly going big places. They hadn't won everything. They hadn't won anything really. Why would you not? You know. Why would you not want to go and link up with fucking Frank Lampard and Didier Drogba? That would have been the greatest trio in history, bar none. And if Gerard went to Chelsea, Chelsea would be the greatest English team of all time. And you stop disrespecting Peter Crouch and Yossi Banayoun right now. Oh, we're going to make a Yossi Banayoun joke because Salah was born in fucking Basayoun. Wait, what? Salah was born in Basayoun in Egypt. I was going to make a Yossi Benayoun joke and then I forgot. Oh, well, there you go. It, 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 you got it out. <laughs> nah. Anyway, um, to stop this episode from going on too long, which it already is, um, so, just final, yes or no, is Salah a Liverpool legend? Yeah. 
Not yet. I no, would agree. Not stuff. yet, but he's on his way. Um, now, do we mention that Vasilis accidentally dropped out due to internet uh, problems? Well, you know, I don't know, yeah. yeah, but I could put this. Well, you might. <laughs> yeah, well, um, yeah, Vasilis was having internet issues. But no, I just messaged Vasilis and he said that Mo Salah is the biggest Liverpool legend. He's even bigger than Sir Kenny Dalglish. <laughs> And Stephen Gerrard. No, he said it's the and only right player right bigger right than Adrian right McLevin. <laughs> now, yeah, thank you for watching this episode of the Anfield Road podcast. If you're listening on the Spotify, then yeah, what can you do on Spotify, Aaron? You know that better. Yeah, than me. follow. Is that all you can do? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, follow us on Spotify. Subscribe on, on Apple New Notification Pod. I didn't even know we were on Apple Music, so cheers for telling us. Subscribe Um, on Apple Podcasts. (laughs) And uh, if you're on the YouTube video, then leave it a like and a comment just to get us out there. And also subscribe to the channel. We are at 35 right now, I want to say. So, yeah. Is that everything? We've got a little thing to plug all our socials and there will also be a link to everyone's socials in the description. Oh, by the way, we didn't address why Connor was in this episode. Originally, I wasn't supposed to be in it, but I am. And Connor Connor is here as well because he was supposed to be my replacement. All right. Yeah, it was a very last minute. Well, yeah, Connor, you'll be back again in some point. I think in it's December two way. episodes time, and then the episodes after that anyway. So really, you're only missing two yeah. episodes, and uh, then be permanent. Me. So yeah, perfect. Really you worked your way up. <laughs> I don't, don't really want to be working with us. Working way up again. All right. Anyway. Not every Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Right. So, as I said, uh, link one. to all our pages in the uh, description. I just want to say a massive uh, congratulations to Vasilis, who's just hit 30k on Instagram, and a massive congratulations to Pop Height TV. Right. <laughs> and a massive congratulations <laughs> to Cop Height TV, who is absolutely <laughs> smashing it right now with the following. He's actually. You surpassed 300 followers and you're well on on track for your 400 followers, aren't you? So, yeah, that is the end of this episode. Cheers for watching. And, yeah, we'll see you next Sunday with another episode, which Aaron will be hosting. Fuck hosting. I'll see you all in a bit. I'm going to keep.